Welcome to this edition of the Colt News Podcast. Uh, today is October 24th, 2018, and this is Matt Helsher, principal of Jacksonville Middle School. I'll be your host again for today's episode. Uh, today's theme is all things math, and I'm joined together with uh, John Hugestrat, eighth grade math teacher, and also helping us out with some math coaching. Um, hey, Jen, this goes out to you. You said to tell a joke. So, uh, you know, middle schoolers, one thing that uh, they struggle with is grades, A, B, C, Ds, and Fs. And so I did uh, ask a student how he was doing last year. This is fourth quarter. And he said, Mr. Helsher, I have nothing below an F. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, all right. Um, so, John, uh, we're talking about um, math today. We had a math parent university on Monday. Uh, thanks, parents, for showing up. And today we're kind of catching everyone else up uh, with what we talked about on Monday. So um, uh, first thing let's talk about, John, is just how math is being taught um, differently in 2018 maybe than 10 years ago. Yeah, so I think there's been a lot of changes, um, definitely from the way I learned math as a student um, and the way probably many parents learned math when they were students. Um, but they're definitely... The changes definitely came from research and came from best practice. So I think that although it might be foreign in some respects in terms of modeling is much used much heavier, um, just to make students really be able to try to visualize math as a series of patterns and a series of relationships. I feel that the way I was taught math, it was much more about memorization and repetition. And what a lot of research has shown is that for math to really become something that has um, long-term meaning to students. It needs to be something that they can visualize and be flexible in their thinking around and become something that they can relate to problem solving in life in general. Not necessarily just when they were in algebra and they were learning about the quadratic equation and it was just a thing they learned in isolation, they memorized and that was that. So I think that's been a big shift, not just in Jackson as a community, but really across the country and across the world. And that all experts in the field of math education are really kind of doing a rethink on what truly is best practice. Uh, that's great. Um, I can remember taking my math textbook home and you know being assigned one through fifty-three the odds of the math textbook, and then going home and looking those answers up in the back of the textbook. And um, one thing that you know I think we have seen a shift around is um, what is expected at home for a middle school student and how parents can best support. Uh, their child at home. So what would be some advice you'd give around parental support? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, to me, the best thing is just to talk to your kids about what they're learning. I know that, you know, homework can be a burden for students and for parents. So my best advice would just be to ask them what they're talking and learning about in class. Because I think if your student can't tell you the math that they're learning and the, the unit of study that they're in, then that should be kind of a red flag that they don't know the math that they should be learning and the content or the unit that they're in. So aside from getting hung up on, you know, the particular problem that they're trying to solve, I think focusing on the big ideas that they're engaging with in class and being able to connect to them and say, okay, well, what is it that you don't know about exponents, for example, and what is it that you do know? I think that'll make for much healthier discussions and um, engagement with your you know, son or daughter and what are they learning? Which really should be the focus. What are they learning? Not we need to complete this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing that I talked about on Monday was uh, for parents to ask their students to see their math notebook. 
So how are teachers using uh, math notebooks, the physical actual notebook in, in class to support students? So I know most of the teachers here at the middle school really are kind of giving students a little bit of choice um, in that they need to keep a notebook and that can be you know one of two things, either a physical notebook, which is just like you know I kept when I was a math student, it was either a binder or it was um, a composition book of sorts, or they're starting each day with this is the lesson, this is what we're studying. So that is a paper thing that many, I mean many, probably 60, 75% of students have. The other way that we're presenting as a viable option is um, using Notability, which is basically just an online or an application that allows students to take notes. Um, it has some interactive features which are very powerful. And so some students who think that that's a better way for them to stay organized and show their thinking are opting to use that as a method. And we're not necessarily discouraging that because if that's what they're, if that's what they're gonna be able to hold on to and actually have, then I think that can be a positive thing. Okay. Um... Technology gets a lot of press, gets a lot of concern, um, and it, Pearson Systems, of course, is of course is an app that we use on our uh, iPad. Um, you know, if you were to say, put parents' minds at ease around how we use technology and effectively use technology for our math curriculum, uh, what, what advice would you have? So I would just say that yeah, Pearson System, of course, is in general is really just an interactive textbook. It is delivered via an app and on an iPad, but if you look at it critically, which we did before we adopted it as a school, it's really just a series of units and they're organized just like they would be in a historic textbook and there's lessons within those units and there's practice set within each lesson. So it really is the same components that we had as mm-hmm. math learners. Um, it's just being delivered digitally. So I think the key would just be to get not get hung up in that it's being delivered in a digital format but really just focusing on that notebook and asking your students to see where they're doing their math. And I think that will kind of put a lot of parents' mind at ease um, that it's not just a screen, but they're still doing math the way it's always been done. Okay, great. Uh, last thing that just popped in my head is like, you know, we talked a lot about Monday around mathematical mindsets. Um, you know, and as a principal, I feel no other question more than uh, parental concern around math. Um, and I guess, you know, what do we what do we mean, John, by like mathematical mindset? What's that What's that mean? So I think a math, the concept of a mathematical mindset is really just be, truly believing that anyone can be successful. Math is one of those things that, for a long time, has it's almost people almost have thought it was like a genetic thing. You were born to be good at math, or you were born and oh, I wasn't good at math. But a lot of research has shown that anyone can be successful at math at a very high level. Um, if they decide to become that way. So if if it's in their mindset and if they think they can succeed and they're willing to put in the time and engage with learning math, it's not something that some people have and some people don't. So this concept of a mathematical mindset is kind of just like a growth mindset and that you believe you can learn math at a high level and that you don't think that it's beyond you. And that's something that we really try to encourage in all students is that everyone can learn math at a high level regardless of their past experiences and um, that it should really just be viewed that way. Uh, that kind of leads into my um, engagement tip of the day. We usually close with a, a tip. Um, and my tip is that, you know, I, I use this as a parent too. Sometimes we have frustration um, and we see our kids uh, being frustrated when they aren't successful with math at home. And we see them maybe work for 45 minutes um, and they're still not through the problem sets or they still haven't finished the five in a row for Khan Academy. Um, so my engagement tip of the day is, that um, it is okay to say, hey, that's enough for today, 
and to write the teacher a note and say, you know, Johnny worked on his math last night for 45 minutes and we called it quits. And sometimes that's great and uh, to give that to the teacher. And then that the teacher can really use that as an assessment of saying, okay, this strug kid's struggling with that concept. And it kind of takes some of that pressure off to always um, get all the problem sets done if that's causing um, an over amount of frustration at home. So that's my engagement tip of the day. Um, thanks for listening to this edition of Colt News. Once again, I'm Matt Helsher, principal of Jackson Hole Middle School. And I hope you can join us next week where we will be discussing um, conferences. So we are Jackson Hole Middle School. Thanks for listening.